the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 in Bolverde Road. During the next two hours, our experts will help you with your gardening questions when you call 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Or come by Millburgers during the show and have your question answered in person. And now it's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930. 30 a.m. The answer. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Al, you got to help us. We're hearing ourselves then delay. There we oh, are. Oh, what? There, that's much better. All right. There. Okay. We got we got everything now. All right. Well, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Mark Peterson. Trace is strolling up. We're here at Millburgers on a lovely Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> is that what you were waiting for? Yeah. I wondered. It's, it's Every a, day is a lovely Saturday. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, th- this one, when the sun comes out, it's actually nice. Uh, but the elephant in the room is the weather coming up tomorrow, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, so I'm sure we will get questions on that. We can be preemptive. Uh, I have a little press release from the, oh, uh, David Rodriguez will be calling in at 1 o'clock talking about the um, the uh, upcoming seminar on fruit trees. That's on next Saturday from 10 to 11.30 here at Millburgers. By the way, someone um, contacted the station to find out how to register for that. and um, They don't need to. Uh, no, thanks. Hold on, Trace. Sorry. There we go. Let's try that. They don't need to. Yeah, they don't. They just come for that one. Although it might be kind of cold. Um, you think? Well, what I saw, yeah. Uh oh. So yeah, I'm I'm looking at the weather. So, yeah, this Saturday. I got Friday high near 51. So yes, it might be a little cold, but we'll do it in the greenhouse. No, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're gonna skip it. <laughs> have in. you looked in? Have the you walked in the greenhouse? <laughs> oh no. Okay. okay. So you can barely you can barely walk in the greenhouse. Okay. So what do we do if it's too cold, and how do people find out? Uh, we will find a place. It just might be cold. Okay. Okay. It still well, could, might still happen at the amphitheater. Okay. Bring a blanket. Well, David's worth it. He is. And his spirit is so cheerful; it'll just bright up. Might warm them up. Warm them up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And the price. Will um, be right. We do. We do have some outdoor heaters, so if it comes to oh, that, good. we might uh, crank some of those up. Good deal. Okay. So we got a plan, but uh, you just show up for that. Uh, Calvin will talk about your stuff coming up because those you do sign up for, uh, and they're here at Millburgers. Is that the? Uh, when is yours here at Millburgers, and what's it going to be? Well, the first one is uh, February three. And that one is uh, half full, about half full. And so, and the reason the reason you're signing up for those is that we uh, have a number of uh, uh, plants that, that we'll distribute. And there'll be some responsibilities in terms of uh, uh, the milkweed and uh, how, how the ger- germination and what occurs so that we can 
identify what what it takes to get the milkweed uh, uh, in, into our backyard. So that that's the reason it's a little different. But uh, yeah, go ahead and call here at Millburgers two one zero four nine seven. That was for drama. Uh, thirty seven sixty. Yes. Okay. Phew. I was I was blanking on the thirty seven. I knew the sixty. Two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero is the number to call, uh, and uh, you can sign up for Calvin's uh, class on Feb two three right February third. That's right. And That's then how I be another one two, three. on the twenty fourth. For uh, that'll be two two four so two on, uh, plus two rodeo tomatoes. Four. Okay, cool. All right. Well, Trace, uh, what's the number one question people are asking you this week? Do I cover this? Yeah, uh, Do I cover yeah. that? Yeah. Do you want well, to we know what the answer is. If the nursery is an example, uh, yeah, cover everything. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no. Fifteen. So I had a lady maybe thirty minutes ago. She uh, was going to buy some frost cloth and she was going to cover her tropicals. Okay. Outside, <laughs> that were in pots. And I told oh. her, I told her, I said, "Ma'am, I'd love to take your money, but you need to move them inside." Yeah. And then I said, "And not in your garage. You have to have a heat source; otherwise, your garage will be yeah, low be freezing cold. for uh, too long." I'm going to move my uh, cyclamen and my primula into the that are in containers into the house. Even yeah. my, my wife took my garage heater and put it in the greenhouse. That's oh. how serious she is. Man, she means business. She doesn't know. plants can stay warm, but not me. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She is serious and uh, mm-hmm. is w- well taught. She's attended so, several of our classes. Ah, okay. So, okay. Um, I ca- I, we, we, I follow the advice, the tropicals. I trim back a little bit, like the bougainvillea. Uh, maybe a little more than a little bit. That's okay. And... Um, the uh, fire spike, I'm going to try to keep that. The cyclamen that was in a small container I brought in. Uh, the other ones I can't, so you'll have to advise me on that. And then, oh, amaryllis bulb uh, that has come up. We're, we're protecting it, but I don't know. In the ground or a pot? It's in a pot. Move pick, it in. Pick it up. Move okay. it in. Okay, we already have. And uh, much better to be safe than it is to be sorry. And purple heart? Uh, in a pot? Yes. Move it in. Okay. Here's one thing you guys didn't even tell me to look out for. So I did all this, and I'm trimming them all these back, and it gets to being dark, and, uh, you know, I can still see because the lights are on, and I'm trimming everything. And, um, yeah, I get back in the house, and uh, I do a couple more things, and I can't find my glasses. <laughs> this is a, this is a common problem for me. This happens to me, too. <laughs> okay. They're normally on my head. Uh-huh. Sometimes they're not on my head. No, they were not on my head. So I'm wandering all around. I'm thinking uh, they could not have fallen out when I was trimming the the, uh, the bushes. That doesn't make any sense. I cannot find what them anywhere. What are you anywhere. trimming the bushes for? Tell, what, tell me you didn't bring step the on them when you were... I uh, almost did. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I went out. Finally, that was the last resort was to go looking where I trimmed everything to bring it in because that fire spike was like four feet tall oh, or okay. something. And, um, Spacing. Yeah. And, uh, yep, th- I looked. I picked up everything, and there they were, and I had almost stepped on them because I was going to... Were, were you, you ready to whip up uh, some tears? Yes, I would have. Yeah. Uh, so I've now come to a conclusion... That for things like that, I'm just going to take the glasses off, put them somewhere. I don't need them for that. I can see well enough to. But anyway, you didn't even warn me about the glasses thing. 
Let's see. Uh, you leave them here often enough. I know. I do. See, they're right there, and I'll pack up and, yep. Trace, hey, uh, it's Mel. Can you look on the porch and see if my glasses are up there? Now, you said uh, freeze cloth. Yeah. I always called it insulate. Is that the same you, thing? You can call it anything you want. Okay. But we have lots of it here. We have a ton, almost, okay. literally. Oh, really? Hey, cool. Let's let's help Wade out real and quick. And the neat thing about to, this oh, is good. that it lasts. Mm. Oh, can, that's you, good. You can use it a number of times. Yeah, that that's why I like it, too. Wade has a oak tree question, it sounds like. Ah. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Wade. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Got three people on the porch to help you. What's going on? Hi. Uh, 20 miles south of Floresville, we have some property with a lot of well, many grandfather oaks. And I noticed one of them the other day on the main trunk. And, I mean, it takes three men holding hands to get around this tree. On the main trunk, a piece of bark has peeled off as big as a surfboard. What's going on there? Ooh, wow. What's uh, underneath it? Yeah. Uh, is it a crack or is it just blown off or just falling it off? It looks like it just, uh, it's in one big piece. Uh, just, it just it peeled off on its own. I don't know if the wind did it. I can't see any wood borers. Yeah, it uh, that happens a lot to old oak trees. Or, or, yeah, old oak trees that have an old wound. What Calvin oh. was alluding to was: is there any any olive drab or light gray powder underneath that? Uh. No, but it's, it? uh, it, let me tell you this. A vine has taken over that tree, and it's shielding a lot of sunlight from it. Could that be the problem? Uh, grapevines? Yeah. The old grapevine. Yeah. Those will smother a tree. Ooh, wow. Uh, they like light as opposed to other of our vines in the area that uh, they won't kill the tree. Now, a grapevine could kill a tree, but... Rarely do you see it in a live oak. Are these live oaks? I'm just assuming. Yeah, they're, they're live oaks. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, they could be blackjack oaks or some or post ah, oaks. But they look that, like live oaks. That's what I was getting to. Is a blackjack or a post oak? They could be covered by vines and be killed. Uh, live oaks, not so much. Um, take 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 some of the 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 branches out that would be covering the crown, the canopy. And uh, but I would not worry about it if it's a live oak, and a big piece of bark fell off. Five times out of ten, it's usually a lightning strike, and oh. they they can withhandle that. Withhandle? Yeah, because yes, the tree is fully leaved out. It doesn't look handle. like it's under any stress. No. So what uh, I guess I'll do is just go around and cut all the uh, vines that are uh, going up into the tree but, canopy. Uh, yeah, at least cut the ones that are at the top if you can identify those. You don't necessarily have to nope. cut all the all the uh, vines because, uh, you know, they have some fruit on them, and that's wildlife food. Oh. But, it, uh, as long as you're on the topic, Mark, t- t- describe, t- tell them about hypoxylin. Yeah, so what I was referring to is hypoxylin, and hypoxylin is this olive drab gray powder underneath the, the bark generally and it, it affects stress trees so uh and we've gone through a couple of summers of drought and uh, uh 
freeze of the century. So that's damaging or stressful to a tree, rather. And well, you're, you're what, right that, that pop- when you say that grayish color, it, it is a grayish color, and it used to be a, a brown bark. Oh. Okay, now that uh, on an old live oak, they tend to get gray. The bark tends to get gray uh, or gray green. Uh, but this is underneath the bark, where the bark falls off, and you see this this uh, powder. It's a fun. It's a fungus. It's, but it starts out as kind yeah. of a powdery substance. Yeah, it doesn't look like a f- felt layer, does it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yes, it, it could. Now, does, are, you, are you asking Wade if it looks like a f- yeah. there's felt underneath it? Yeah. Wade, is there felt looking something under gray felt underneath the? Well, you know, there's so much debris under that tree, like leaves and sticks. It's hard to tell what's going on. Okay. I'm I'm not I'm of the mind that I'm not going to worry about it too much. Um, and one more, one more thing, this tree is on a, a like a 60 degree angle slope that's around 40 feet long. Now you're getting you're getting you're getting <laughs> more hypoxylin like and more yeah, yeah. So you're getting to a site which could be stressful. Particularly after the last couple of years, uh, do you irrigate the tree or not? Uh, no, there's no irrigation available because it's so uh, far out in the field. Uh, it could. I'm going to change my advice. It could be hypoxon. That's not something that uh, spreads to other trees. It's merely a stress-related disease. Uh, so it could or could not have this hypoxylin. Um, but look for that uh, that olive drab gray substance underneath. And if okay. possible, if you do see it, there's nothing you can really do. However, Trace is correct. Is there some way you can dump, take, get a water buffalo and, and put a little water on it in May or June? Oh no! I can yeah, I can put a I can put some 55 gallon drums on a trailer excellent, and excellent. Uh, uh, haul it out there with the truck. Okay. If uh, right now we're getting pretty good rainfall, I noticed that today that we're almost to the average for January already. Wow. And that's uh, kind of key that if we see in the springtime that we're getting pretty close to the average, I wouldn't worry about it. However, if like last year, all the, all the natural precipitation stopped in May, June, July, and August, September, then uh, May and June I would maybe make a run once a month out to the, that tree and, and put some water on. Okay. And all the other trees that are in the same yeah, condition. Yeah, in that area. Thanks. Thanks, Trace. Yeah. No, that's a bunch of great information. I appreciate that. Thanks, Wade. Keep have us nice informed. Day. Yeah, keep us informed if it makes any changes. Yeah, I'd like stuff. to know if it did have hypoxylin. Yeah, so if you see it a right. different, if he sees a different symptom, call us. Yeah. Okay. Or, or or that 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 symptom of the hypoxylon, which the is fuzzy like gray, f- fuzzy felt felt like substance under the bark. Thank you, Wade. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. You bet. All, All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Robert is on the line. I bet you he has a question that a lot of folks have. Hey, Robert. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Doing great. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, trying to protect some two year old citrus trees. I've got large tomato cages around them, heavily wrapped with insulate products, mulched up to the base. I want to put a light bulb under there for heat source. What is the recommended wattage? 
What, what kind of is it a mechanics light or what? Uh, I have I do I have some lights that I use for outdoor Christmas ornaments. I have some mechanics lights available with the reflectors on them. I have that for my chicken coop. Okay, I don't I want did, to burn them. Yeah, um, I just I just use the mechanics lights. I'm trying. To, I don't remember what the voltage. I just you right. don't want you, you don't want it to be a lead. Yeah. Right. I use those red heat lights. Yeah, like that one. Or I just use, I use seventy five or hundred. What seventy Make sure it can't touch the cloth. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Or sense. the plant. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Just wanted y'all's opinion. Appreciate it. Okay. Sounds like, oh, you sounds gotta, like you're doing well. Yeah. Good. Uh, Way to go, Robert. We'll he try. Can, we can send a lot of neighbors over there to get. <laughs> yeah, you may be the envy of the neighborhood. All right, 210-308-8867 Bye-bye. is our number. You call with your questions and stuff on covering. That was good. We had two good questions to start off the show. Uh, how old would you guess an oak tree was that was three people around, holding hands, circling? Well, the uh, the Mark's quick and dirty method. Right, is four times the... Uh, is you take the diameter. Right. The diameter, not the circumference. Okay. He was talking about circumference. Take the oh, diameter. Oh, that's true. Okay. And you multiply it by four. And keep? Or four and a half. Is there any? 4.5. Is that, is that uh, slope, any factor in that, Mark? Yeah. So that to, to get the correct diameter, you'd have to measure it perpendicular to the slope of the, the, the trunk. So uh-huh. if the trunk is on an angle, you'd want to make it. Uh, measurement perpendicular. You don't want it like measure horizontally off the. Tr- I know I'm, I'm talking <laughs> math to you, sir. I know I was told there would be well, no math. <laughs> so, but anyway, if the trunk is at an angle, you measure perpendicular on the trunk okay. at four and a half feet. Okay. And the other the other thing is that on a, on a slope, the growth rate may not necessarily be oh as high as on a a flat. Gotcha. I'm, yeah. al- I'm already making the the the, the thumb gesture. Um, and Masamenos on it with the, with the four, and I really not going to bore everyone with the mathematics on that. All right. I promise. Okay. So so get the diameter and measure by uh, four or four point five, and get, that gets you the diameter. Masamenos. Well, that's no fifty no, years. That's no uh, challenge to. Milton, because he went to the University of Texas in San Antonio, and no, I went to the University of Texas. Oh, oh, okay. thank you. So that was uh, so that was much. They spent more time on mathematics, didn't they? There. What? <laughs> I was up at up at UT Austin. So. All right. It's all right. I could see an Aggie with a tong going out there trying to figure out that big a tree. Was, yeah. Whereas we'd grab the the uh, thank you adjudicated tape measure that. <laughs> it does the math for you. <laughs> all right. We're going to get calls from both people, I think, on this. Uh, all right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We'll give you some information, a little bit about the weather and uh, what's going on. And y'all can uh, kind of chime in with that. Uh, uh, the city of San Antonio, CPS, SAWS, uh, uh, VIA have all put out something. I'll kind of get to what they're suggesting with with pipes and protection and stuff like that. All right. Back in a moment on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Going to 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. All right, if you're thinking this cold weather is chilly weather, you may want to run up Highway 87 to Prusky's Market and get everything that you need to make chili that's unbelievable and will keep you happy and your belly happy for uh, all these uh, days. Uh, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, go today uh, to uh, to Prusky's. Hey, there's something else. Prusky's is an old-fashioned meat market, great service, outstanding products, including the new Yanta uh, meats, uh, which are the uh, natural meats, and uh, that means no hormones, no added growth hormones, no added antibiotics, and, uh, but they've got cool single, we'll kind of task Edmund about that, uh, single and um, senior, they call them, um, meat packs. So you're basically getting single-serving stuff <laughs> for uh, everybody in the, in the house, which is for, you know, just maybe two people, or if you're single, it's just one. But yeah, and then they take care of you with everything that you need. It's a great idea. So uh, check them out online, PruskysMeatMarket.com, or 87 between 410 and 1604. And you can even call them and place your order ahead of time, especially for like the big game or whatever's coming up in your world. 830-227-8322. You'll be happy you did. Pruskies Market. All right, 210-308-8867. Bert is on the line. Where you at, Bert? Hey, I like that. You you know how they say that I'm a Salmation. Where you at from New Orleans? Exactly. I thought you'd, you'd appreciate it. <laughs> hey, um, I would just say somebody was asking about the wattages of the light bulbs, and I just I know it's a different um, bulb base, but I always was taught to use the the refrigerator bulbs. Oh. I think they're only like thirty watts. And what what was the advantage of those? Well, because they didn't set everything on fire. They just, uh, you know, when you put a little tent over the the guard, whatever. Well, they won't blow up when they get wet. That that would be uh, that would definitely be a selling point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because so it's they're made for the refrigerator, the humidity and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And so they, as far as you can tell, they performed well enough, produced enough heat for the, to to uh, protect the uh, citrus and yeah. the plants. Right. It's like well, my my uncle uh, has a citrus farm in Louisiana, in Saint Bernard, Louisiana. I live in San Antonio now. I'm I'm originally a Chalmation though. Uh, <laughs> But he, and that's what he said, like, when they, they said you got to put the sprinklers on, uh, you know, to coat the citrus, you have to keep the water going all night long, because if you don't, it'll freeze, and it'll freeze the fruit. A lot of people don't, they don't understand that. I mean, like, even now, it's like, I was going to ask you, most of my garden is all in containers. So I figured if this is going to be a four-day hard freeze, I'm going to lose them all, correct? It's a good chance. All right. Then I'll just have soup on Wednesday. <laughs> what is it that he's the got there? Citrus trees. Yeah. Oh, wow. And and, and they won't get warm. And looking at the, the, the temperatures, it's not going to get warm uh, and freeze again. It's going to be cold. 
Yeah, daytime, but, uh, daytime temperatures are going to be cold. But it's not. And it's not supposed to be a twenty-four hour below freezing. Period. No, no, no. But but they're just not going to get. There was very one, high. There was one day it could be. I think Tuesday was it Monday into Tuesday. I think it's Monday. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's Monday too. I think yeah. Monday. They said overnight Monday mm. is going to be very, very brutal for the plants. So yeah. I'm just bringing in all my aloes. That's it. My tropicals. All the rest of them. But, you know, that's why I was asking. Also, it's like so. I figure all the um, winter vegetables are going to just be frozen. Correct. Mm. If you cover them they might be all right and if there's any leafy stuff you could go ahead and harvest that and use it yeah spinach collards that kind of stuff yes i guess my chart i'm gonna that's for sure but like i said i didn't know because i don't have insulated uh containers i know some people have them but i don't i don't think you need much coverage on the on the uh like on onions or uh, the leaf, like you said, Trace, the leafy ones I would, I would harvest uh, because they're going to kind of melt. Yeah. But, but I you, know, you don't need a whole lot. Yeah. Not compared to uh, some of the blooming plants. All right. Yeah, the citrus. Well, no, I've always left the onions. I've always there left you go. The onions and garlics and just be out there. And it's like, uh, you know. Well, garlic garlic hard. actually needs cold. Otherwise, it doesn't multiply. So, yeah, I definitely wouldn't cover garlic. But, yeah, my and even got a, I still got a couple of tomato vines producing, and I got a, a butterfly plant still producing. Hmm. So I figured I'm going to lose them. Tomato, yeah, that's probably a, yeah. good, a good bet. So, but it's I been amazing, I, hasn't I, it, that... Know, that they have survived all these yeah. the winds and going up and down the temperatures and um, they're still still producing. I probably got two hundred tomatoes to pick tonight. Oh, oh okay. man, <laughs> <laughs> you're making Bert jealous. Although uh, that, is, that is so great. I mean, like I'm I'm just thankful plants don't have arthritis. <laughs> we will we will leave on that note, Bert. You take care. Y'all too. Good right. luck. Bye-bye. 210-308-8867. Bert knew what I was saying when I said where you at. Uh, Trip is on the line at 210-308-8867. Got a question about milkweed and lime trees. Hey there, Trip. What's going on? How can we help you? Uh, I got quite a few potted plants like that, man, also. And uh, some olivera and, and uh, irises in pots. So I'm going to ask. I wanted to put them on the south side of the house because we have a rock house. Put them all, stack them over there with like some kind of pallet over them. And then I was going to put hay in there and then cover them with a plastic tarp and then cover them with regular tarps and see if I can hold the heat in. Well, it it, it might, but in my mind, if you're going to go through all that effort, just pick up the pots and carry them into the house uh-huh boy <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah yeah what, you, what yeah. you're describing might make it through but if we're 24 hours it, and they're tropicals they well the irises shouldn't be an issue yeah. should they no the, the foliage will burn probably, right huh the, the foliage Probably will yeah. a little bit, but, yeah. But the tips on it, but oh, but did you say you had milkweed too? What kind of milkweed? I, 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 uh, 
I can't remember. It's the one oh. I got eight minutes. Well, there was definitely a lime mentioned. Yeah. And if that doesn't yeah. go in the house, you won't have a yeah. lime. Yeah. And so, the milkweed okay. will die. Will freeze back. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, to what oh, extent it will depend on the species. So the okay. milkweed is a maybe. The lime is a definitely bring in. Yes. yes. Okay. Oh yes. Yes. Oh okay. yes. Is there anything else you uh, mentioned that's a definite bring in? Well, if you got it what in about, a container, you may as well bring the milkweed in, too. Oh. Well, that was my answer. If it's in a pot, just, uh, which type? Bird of Paradise? Which which kind? That the, the poinciana the or the... one? Yeah, that it gets big and it gets red. It's only like a foot tall. Hmm. If it's in a pot, I'd bring it in. Yeah. And okay. if Regardless. it's in the ground, I'd put a trash can over the top of it. Okay. Um... Did I have uh, 55-gallon drums cut in half with onions in them and garlic? Well, my, I think the garlic's going to respond quite well to the cold. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the onion, uh, I mean, it could make them bolt sooner. Oh, huh. Okay. Yeah, tops will just die. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's kind of where I'm at. So that leaves out three good pots and stuff so I can drag them in. All right. All right. So I'll call you all in uh, in the spring when I get my tomatoes back going so I can enter the contest. <laughs> all right. Thanks, sir. This may not be the year for the big contest. Thank you, Trip. You take yeah. care. Or right, it may so be. Guys. Yeah, man. Or it See, may be the year because there will be nobody else. You brought up something that was controversial. Uh, chili. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. Is, Uh-oh. is your chili with beans or not? Um, and is your chili with crackers or cornbread? So crackers and beans or no beans, it doesn't matter to me. But I know the Texas chili, no beans. But I like the beans in mine. I do too. Okay, me too. Oh, okay. I know. But wow. I'm, and are you, I'm how about you? Are you unabashed? Are you crackers Yankee. or cornbread? I'm, I'm crackers. Okay, me too. My wife's cornbread. So how about we, we okay, both? How about this will this will make everybody angry? Maybe. How about with spaghetti? Have you ever had chili with spaghetti? No. I'm not from Ohio, sir. No. What's that? I'm not from Ohio, sir. <laughs> Is they that no I think? Yeah, they do that in oh. Cincinnati. I think there was a place here in San Antonio. Somebody called me. It was down on St. Mary's, and they did chili on spaghetti. And then um, uh, my mom did chili on spaghetti. It's actually really good. I bet it would be. Okay. So if you've got a chili on spaghetti recipe. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. Let's see. We've got James on the line. I'm trying to figure out if we uh, – yeah, we'll, we'll get to him real quick. James, what's going on? Oh, you want to know about the uh, the Mark Peterson rule? Yeah, I went out there and measured my oak tree. At, uh, I didn't understand correctly, but four feet off the ground, not four and a half. Uh, that, that, that's good enough. Good enough. Yeah. 32 is 32 inches across, maybe 33. What's uh, the rest of the what's the rest of the formula? So, so just multiply by 4 or 4.5. Four the, the inches or the feet just converted. Inches like, inches will be years then. So, 32 times 4 will get you right. the years. 120. Really? So, yeah, so but it's it's rough. Very rough it's 30. A, and so okay, you're that's fine. I've always wondered. I just always wondered how old this tree may be. Uh, I mean, it's a native on the property before I bought it, um, but I didn't want to do any drilling or pouring because I didn't want to get them. So, in a rough estimate, so 
32 times 4. What did you say the math was? But did Calvin do it? It's 128. About, yeah. Okay, so and, 100, and, 120, 130 years of ballpark. Right, okay. right, right, right. So, yeah, uh, plus or minus 25 to 30. Okay, that gives me an idea. Okay. okay. So, second thing, I'm a sixth-generation Texan, and beans definitely with the chili, and you got to have cornbread. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. And would you ever think of having it on spaghetti? Yeah, don't, with spaghetti, but not. I didn't make it that way. I think I had it in a Mexican restaurant like that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. All right. We'll we'll see. Maybe this will. We never know what what prompts calls. So uh, we'll see if it, this. You uh, guys are making me hungry. You know. I know. <laughs> well, I had chili last night. So. Oh, did you? That was. This is good chili. Chili and uh, stew weather. So, all right. Thank you, James. Bye, James. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867 is our number. Call us and talk. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Love talking to you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. If you're looking for a pest control company. And what was interesting, I was talking to Warren Remy, Spider-Man at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. And uh, what was cool was uh, that uh, I didn't know this. I I know that I suspected that, uh, you know, things might want to come into the house uh, like rats or uh, other big animals, wildlife, which Spider-Man, by the way, helps people get rid of. Uh, so you can call him at 210-656-3721. But he said that uh, cold weather um, activates everything. Ants, roaches, all the insects get activated with cold weather, too. So... Uh, if you so during the cold weather, you may notice some uh, problems, and if you want somebody to deal with them, you call Warren Remy and the gang at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one. He's been your web of protection for businesses and consumers and um, homeowners in San Antonio since nineteen seventy six, and you can read all about everything they do, including some great reviews at GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. All right, 210-308-8867. Franklin on the line. Uh-oh, I think we've started something. Franklin, so you're not a spaghetti man, huh? Uh, I like spaghetti, and I like chili with spaghetti. If you put oh, okay. uh, mushrooms, if you put mushrooms, uh, green bell peppers, and onions on it. Okay. Parmesan cheese, that's not bad, but that's not yeah. the thing. You see... Y'all are missing the bet. You're you're, you're 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 thinking on the wrong side of the border there. You're you're not okay. thinking like a Tejano man. You have chili on tamales. That's what you have. <laughs> Always chili on tamales. Do you make you your know, own tamales? You can have your crackers. You can have your cornbread. You can have wheat bread or white bread if you want it. Make it into toast. Uh, I mean, you can okay. make it dance, but. Nothing beats chili on tamales. All right, and I'm going to get in trouble for asking this. Well, I'll, I'll be careful how I ask it. Where where do you suggest getting tamales? Tamales? It's, yeah. Well, you know, the best is if you make them yourself if you know what you're doing. Do you know what you're uh, doing? Do you make them yourself? 
I haven't for a long time. It takes like three, four days, and you really need oh. more than one person to do it. Okay. Uh, but uh, I have to say, and I don't know if I can say this on here, but I have to say the H-E-B, Vitienda, uh, tamales okay. are actually okay. Okay. Oh, well, diplomatic. <laughs> I'm choking okay. on the good word, but I know. Uh, they're, 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 they're really, they're really they're all good. right. I've had them, yeah. but I know when you talk tamales in San Antonio, you can... Uh, you can you can start a fight. Yeah, well, you know, you don't want to have a tamale with too much masa. Okay. And you, you know, and if if they go crazy in the other way with a with a filling, then that's no good either. But if you get a good balance with plenty of filling and just enough masa to to make it evened it out and everything like that, and you got fresh ingredients and all, it's Boy, you can't beat it. Good. All right. Really, the yeah, best you... place to get tamales is you got to hunt around. There'll be the little old grandmas that are in the mm-hmm. ice houses, like on the west side, south side. And okay. Over there. Those are the best places to get tamales. Right. This is good tamale weather. Oh, it is perfect for it, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. All right. Well, I bet you oh, get a call. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Have a great day, huh? Marty's Bye. on the line at 210-308-8867. Uh-oh, Marty wants more th- more coverage. Should we cover? That's a good question for today, Marty. What's going on? Yeah, I, I need my, uh, an opinion. Uh-oh. Uh, now, we can hear everybody, but we can barely hear Marty. Yeah, uh, I have. Okay, there we go. I have, okay, I, I need to know. Um, I have a calanche, and then I have a aloe vera that's uh, blooming, and a, and a blueberry. Did I bring all those three in? They're they're in uh, pots. Uh, aloe vera, yes. And I'm I'm thinking you said a calancho. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. Okay. Blue, blueberry is Hi. it in a pot? A big pot. Which which blueberry? Do you know? Ah, uh, good question. Uh, oh. I, I think it? it's a, I think it's a ka- kiwa. Is that blackberry? Uh, that's blackberry. Blackberry, yeah. yeah black, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Blackberry. Oh, a blackberry. Blackberry. Yeah. They, they'll the the foliage will get yeah. killed probably. Yeah, but it, was it in a pot? Did it's in a say? pot. Yes. Well, if it's convenient, you then you can yeah. try to get it, in. It's one of those things. If it's really really heavy, no. Okay. <laughs> if you can carry it, ah, might as well. Yeah, I, I yeah. can carry it. Uh, yeah. Now on the blue on the blueberries, you know, a lot of them are blackberries. So yeah, talk, yeah, he, talk about both, but yes, yeah. he's got oh, blackberries. Yeah. But uh, on the blueberries, a lot of them are very uh, very cold tolerant yeah. up up in Michigan and Minnesota and yeah, Canada. Don't worry, worry about them too much. And then there's but there's down there's uh, selections that, high bush blueberries and selections yeah. down here. And and yeah, the 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 NM selection, which I forget, it's got a interesting name but that one we do grow in pots and that's a, originally what i thought you mentioned and uh, then i have, I have a, a my son has a, a a tiff a tiff blueberry there you go mm, yeah. Tiff blue, yeah. Uh, that, that one he uh that one he has in a pot now should he cover that one or, or bring it in uh that's what we're debating is i i don't know the parentage of that one and so i probably would i would well, I usually have mine in growing in the in half whiskey barrels, so it's right. not right. convenient. To, so I just covered them. Okay. But, uh, one, uh, one, one final question. I have uh, uh, 
the Victoria grape. Uh, should I do I cut that uh, vine now, or do, uh, do I have to wait? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I'm thinking that Mother Nature may may help you along with that. Normally, okay. we cut heavily. I mean, really heavily. Right, right, right. In, right. in, in late February, so okay. I would, yeah, I'd let Mother Nature maybe maybe cut back a little bit for you, save yourself a little trouble. Uh, but yes, that's always the problem is to get Texans to cut on the grape because you have to cut heavily. And we're talking 90%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, when we mean prune heavily, we mean prune heavily. Well, and it's, it's, it's such a situation, too, because the, the nothing grows as fast or as large as the grapes do. And then, the, and then, then we turn around and cut, cut it almost all of it apart, uh, off. Uh, so, uh, so you know what? I, might, I was thinking I'll let Mother Nature maybe help me out a little bit on that. Oh, good uh, idea. My, my suggestion: when I was uh, when I was younger, and I was going to San Antonio College, there was a place there on North Main called Luther's. Oh, Luther's. And, uh, Luther's. I, it might still be there. I don't know, but it was it, in there, the late '60s, early '70s. Oh wow! They okay. they upgraded their their building, so yeah, oh, they're they? still there. Okay, I tell you what, they had. I don't know if they still have it. But they had what the Irish stew, and mm. and uh, then you could get the stew. But then talk about chili. You would call it a red top. They put a, a spoonful of chili on top of the Irish stew. Ooh. You get a sleeve of crackers. Okay. And you in hog heaven. <laughs> yeah, Luther's had burgers or has burgers too, right? Yeah, there you go. I've been I've yeah. been there for burgers. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Man. We're getting hungry. <laughs> this is cool. But, but their claim to fame was their Irish stew and, and the chili. Great hey. Irish stew. Good. Hey, my, vote, my vote is for um, cornbread. Okay, you're voting for cornbread? I yeah. think uh, I think uh, cornbread is, is probably taking a little over. I, yeah. We, uh, no, I think, I, think, I think crackers and cornbread is neck and neck. You think but, they're neck but, and neck? But okay. Trace had both. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Here in Texas, you got to have cornbread. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. All right. A sweet, <laughs> sweet cornbread, or, or maybe is there any other kind? Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. Okay. Don't, You're going to have cornbread. Or sweet corn. Hey, Marty. Don't, uh, get the one, don't get the one from the blue box. It's no good. Okay. What's in the blue box? Okay. Um, right. I was going to ask you too. R- remind me before we let you go. Uh, Trace is doing something, but you had wanted to know about a timing on a tomato and when he thought it might come in. Which one? The Ruby, of course, is my favorite. The, the Ruby, Ruby Crush. Crush. Okay. Um, he might have answered that next last week, but we'll ask him again, all right? Thank you, guys. Yep. Take, take care. Thank you. You okay. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. 210-308-8867 at 1 o'clock. Uh, David Rodriguez will be on the line with us. Going to talk about his upcoming fruit tree seminar. Uh, and uh, I'm going to take a chance, uh, our second, to talk a little bit about, while well, we got a break, uh, to talk about kind of things that uh, you can do. Like I said, the city put out a uh, press release uh, cooperating with uh, SAWS, CPS, and uh, others uh, via, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's really interesting. So for pipes, uh, for pets, by golly, the first thing starts off with bring pets inside. Um, so if you can, uh, 
Let's see. Um, but let's go to pipes. Pipe, pipe, pipes, pipe, pipes. Okay. Y'all can see what you think. If you live in a pier and beam home, uh, insulate exposed pipes in the crawl space with store-bought foam or fiberglass insulation sleeves. I didn't think about that. Or you can use old rags, bags, and tape to protect the pipes. Uh, if your home has plumbing and cabinets or outside walls without insulation, leaving the cabinet doors open to allow warmer air to circulate. That's a good idea. Did they, did they say actually rags and tape? It does, yeah. Because uh, uh, some lists say don't use oh, okay. rags and Use the styrofoam. Well, I, I guess that's yeah. a t- typically uh, a, a plumber yeah. would be. Right. Which, uh, they would not use those. Um, I can't give you the, the the YouTube video, but Saws put out a YouTube video on this as well. You can watch. But you just have to Google Saws YouTube video yeah. on pipes. Yes. How about this? Disconnect anything connected to a hose bib. That yeah. that was, yes. I, and I read this this morning. I read oh. the, the press release oh, this Oh, good. Morning. Okay. Uh, that always irritated me because uh, Father Peterson would would tan my hide if I left any hose attached to a faucet. Oh. And I really? see that I, yeah, I see that quite often in San Antonio that just leave the hose attached to the faucet year round. Oh, I would have gotten in trouble well, quite, quite a bit. When it's not freezing, what's the harm in leaving it on? It ruins the hose. It does? Actually. Why? Oh, um, what did the, Papa the, Peterson the, the, tell you? Uh, UV light and oh, okay. it'll crack the heat and then the cold and it'll okay. crack it. Okay. So, but yes, let's take well, you but didn't, to answer it. To answer the question, you didn't list driving the lawnmower over it. Well, that one too. Mm-hmm. Nice. I just, did, I yeah. just <laughs> resurrected that. Right, right, twice right, yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, but that's a good, that, yes, a good idea. I just had to make a comment on that. Cover, you, y'all can comment anything you like. Cover hose bibs with any other and any other exposed pipes with foam insulation and faucet protectors. Um, and they, even even wrapping pipes with rags or newspaper will do, according to the saws. They have these little cups. And, yeah. And, and uh, you put them on and you pull a little hose or a little plastic right. pull tab. Pull tab, I guess, is the best way, and and it covers them right up. Yeah. Now, the ones uh, that I think everyone should really do, make an effort to do, yeah, is these standing faucets in the middle of the yard or bigger yard. Oh. I've seen these around. I'm like, one, why? And then two, they tend to be 12 to 18 inches, and either mound your another good reason to keep all your live oak leaves oh okay mound a bump against the stem or or at least wrap them with uh, foam or rags on that okay um whoops it just oh there it is it it closed on me Uh, but but you know what what leaves work wonderful as an insulation even if they get wet and freeze yeah okay they don't freeze yeah, yeah, come. All right, let's see. Oh, oh, you're waving over there? All right. Turn off irrigation systems at the shutoff valve. Yes. In most cases, there is no need to drain the system. Yes, that is correct. Uh, during the coldest temperatures, allow one internal faucet to drip slowly to keep water moving in your pipes. And it, don't, you don't have, it doesn't have to faucet, be drippy. Huh? It says internal, yeah. yeah. What and, can, do you recommend external? Well, no, no. I, just, I was thinking of a... If you've got a, a large lot and lots of hoses, and it's 
down at, down at the uh, at the end. So you it still work if you just did the internal. Uh, yeah. Um, and but the main point with the saws was was worried about having you and I having worked there on the conservation uh, is too much water. So they want yeah. it, it's just a drip. I mean, just a slight drip, just to keep the water moving. Okay. And it would be really good if you could catch it in a cup or some kind of container, so it doesn't go down the sink, but you can catch it for later. Oh, okay. The drip. You can use it in case your toilet freezes. Yeah. Okay. I know that's a big thing. Yeah. Know where your meter cutoff valve is. If pipes freeze, Saws has created the video on how to turn off water at the meter. Yes. Uh, so, uh, and Saws has created a website in both English and Spanish with information to prepare for cold weather. Um, yeah, this is hard for us to, I mean, I could email them back to to Al, but um, I guess if I just go to Saws, probably. Uh, Saws.org, yeah. be ready. And, uh, yes. Oh, and then, uh, yeah. I think what we did is they have it uh, directly on the www.saws.org website, right. and they have a special tab, and then they'll have all these videos listed that you mentioned. Okay. So you can go directly to them. Good. All righty. Well, that's the pipe part. Um, so uh, so we're going to take a break in a few minutes. Uh, David Rodriguez is waiting, and we'll get to him at 1 o'clock and talk about the upcoming fruit seminar that David's going to do here uh, next Saturday. So that'll be great. The uh, we'll, we'll give you more information. I especially want to tell people where warming stations are, uh, like the senior centers and... Uh, uh, county overnight warrant. We said we'll do that too after we talk to David. Uh, but if you go to the city, uh, you'll see all these uh, uh, this information too. But I kind of wanted people to know one uh, for yourself, and two if somebody uh, asks you or if that comes up or you you get concerned about seeing someone that needs shelter maybe on the street and what you can do. Uh, you knowing that uh, the city is doing stuff, Salvation Army is doing stuff. Uh, the city shelters, the city uh, things, the senior centers, uh, interestingly enough, are actually going to allow, I think, check, double-check me on this, but I think going to allow pets, too, which is uh, really kind of cool. They'll be kept kenneled in a separate area, but uh, I think you can bring pets. I'll, I'll read it again. Okay, you're giving me a funny look. No, no, no I'm saying that's num- the number one request. Is for people going to the warming cell. Yeah, so I mean, if the homeless, take if, their, if their they pets. have no heat in the house Oops. and they wanted to do, they're not going to, there thank, are many thank, people that thank, will, will not leave their pets alone. M- Milton yes. valiantly tried to grab my coffee cup lid. Yes, uh, the, the, the lid that will not work. I wonder if there's any taverns that allow pets. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are you going to bring the Westies and, yeah. and weather the storm at a tavern? Yeah. Okay. Do they drink much? <laughs> no, they don't have to be, but they, okay. they would like to be with me for everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I, I don't know uh, uh, how that works, so you'll, uh, have, they to, like you'll, craft you'll have to call around. Oh. They like craft beer. Oh, ahead, so. oh dear. That's, I don't know. If, all right, on that, I'm just going to be quiet now and take a break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to learn from David Rodriguez about the upcoming seminar and uh, 
maybe get some more tips and tricks before the seminar. Right after this, with more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas, Mark Peterson, Dr. Calvin Finch, and I'm Milton Glick. Back after this on 9.30 a.m., this is The Answer. No matter what you love, just come to Texas. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas, live from Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 in Bolverde Road. Come out to visit or call us at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. And now back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, as we broadcast live from Millburgers. Next Saturday, this man will be on hand from 10 to 1130 doing a, a seminar on uh, fruit trees and everything that you need to know about them. Uh, so we're going to talk to him about the class that's coming up. What you say, David Rodriguez, how are you? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy we'll be, New uh, Year. We'll be there next Saturday at Millburgers Landscape Nursery off of Gilberti Road in 1604. Uh, right at 10 a.m. next Saturday, free. Uh, home, home Orchard Fruit Seminar. So we'll be talking about uh, uh, fruit, nuts, berries, grapes, and other. Uh, how to select them. Yeah. How to plant them, maintain them, and all that good stuff. So it'll be a fun seminar. And, uh, uh, I'm not sure about the weather next Saturday, but uh, hopefully we can remind Trace uh, if it gets a little cold for our great listeners out there that uh, they'll make some adequate room inside the greenhouse there for us. I think Trace is counting on your sunshiny personality to warm the amphitheater. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. January, January now through March, this is the traditional time uh particularly now for commercial orchards to start planting fruit trees. And oh, okay. As, as, home, as home gardeners, you know, we can start planting as well. Um, we got into well, it. Some, are, right. are, you, are you on a, a boat in the ocean? Why? David? Why Just on a little distance. On? Oh, okay. Okay, well, here, let me try it this way. I'm sorry. There, there That's okay. It didn't sound too bad, but it would be clearer. David Can you hear a little bit better? Oh, sure. There, oh, my. Okay. Now we turn it down. Much, much better, David. Yeah, so okay, sorry, uh, sorry. you'll be talking about fruit trees. David, what do you think the biggest uh, mistake people make in terms of success or having success with fruit trees is? Well, I think sometimes it's not fair because uh, the consumers go out to the nurseries and garden centers and, you know, they see this great selection of all these varieties and and they see this huge big tag on the plant and you know they start licking their chops man i want to grow this and i want to go that so a lot of it is slow it down a little bit we want you to plant these trees we want you to make sure that you really select the trees that you and your family are going to be able to to grow successfully and and be able to have abundance of harvest you know uh I would say there are some earth kind type of fruit trees that are a little bit lower input, you know, figs and blackberries and hmm. and pears and plums are probably a little bit less input than something like a peach that needs a little bit more maintenance spraying. Blueberries do well, but you have to grow them in a container and, and uh, put a, a, an artificial peat-based 
a mix. So there's some do's and don'ts. So we want to make sure people really select and really do a good job, you know, slow it down, take your time, study up a little bit on that specific crop because we want people to have a successful crop out there, yields too. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, you know, from the standpoint of someone who is uh, uh, green thumb challenged, we'll just put <laughs> Uh, myself, I'm talking about myself. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, figs, you, you just you, figs are so forgiving. Yeah, uh, yes. And and yes. you get such great cro- uh, crops from them. Uh, I think even you know we're talking about the freezing weather. We have a uh, a relative that has a big old fig tree, and it froze right down to the ground. And I'm only slightly exaggerating. Uh, by the end of the month, it was back up. I mean, it was. Oh yeah, uh, yes. it's, it's amazing. What do you think yes. of some other real forgiving, easy to do uh, fruit trees? Well, we all we have a long, long history of citrus here in our backyard, mm-hmm. particularly the the Setsuma mandarin oranges. We're not going to cover citrus too much, so we'll, we'll probably do another seminar during the year. But we'll lightly talk about that, particularly starting them out as a container. You know, we have with Dr. Moy and all the work with. Uh, Miho, Sito, and then of course the the ones uh, he bred with orange and in Arctic frost. How to grow them and be successful in a container. We'll briefly cover that, and then uh, if you decide to put it as a yard tree um, as well. But uh, that's a lot of fun. Lemons and limes are a lot of fun in containers, but they are cold sensitive. Yeah, uh, and you do have to for sure, for sure, folks, protect them here in the next few days. Uh, went the winter, but blackberries are a lot of fun, and pears are a lot of fun as well, and figs are, of course, a champion. Plums, I would think, are a little bit less inputs than peaches, but the, often the rate of return and the yields aren't as significant. Often plums te- uh, tease you a little bit before they get established and then start becoming into production. Um, are you is, is does grapes fall under? Do grapes fall under what you'll be covering? Because we got a great oh, question. We will cover. Yeah, we will cover grapes. You know, we have a couple of Texas Superstar uh, selections of grapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victoria Red has really proven the test of time. It's almost seedless, but the, the, a lot of the commercial vineyards throughout the state are using it for even wine production. But as a table grape, very very high quality, uh, fun to grow. And then, of course, the uh, it's not an official Texas Superstar grape. I think we're going to wait another year or two before we can build commercial inventory out there is the uh, Southern Sensation Seedless Grape. And that's going to be the uh, premier, premier home table grape. You know, we've never really had one because, most importantly, it has resistance. It's a, a P.D. Munson selection, so it has. Uh, Pierce's disease is uh, resistant, so, you know, that's the uh, uh, quality grape. You know, everyone knows the Thompson seedless grape, the green one at the produce section at the grocery store, so this is our Texas version of that. All right, very, very cool. Um, We're talking to David Rodriguez, who will be here next Saturday doing a a fruit tree seminar from 10 to 1130, uh, somewhere at the nursery. It's absolutely free. You don't have to sign up. Uh, someone will get you to where David is, uh, so yep. don't worry about that. Just come okay. and, and enjoy. Bring a blanket. What's that? Bring a blanket. Oh, okay. Or in a little, no, a little jacket. I think he's going to have us in the greenhouse, so we should be all right. Uh, uh, you know, 
I, I told him, I told David you were counting on his warm, sunshiny person. <laughs> yes. And he just laughed like that. I don't get it. So, David, you, you know what happens when it gets cold? We take the plants and we put them in the greenhouse. Aye, aye, aye. So there's well, we'll walking, we'll walking, walking room only. Yeah, in the even, even if we even if we have it outside when we do these fruit tree talks, Bill, I think last year we had a real good crowd, so they'll be coming. Yeah, it'll. He's, and, and we do have out, outside heaters, so Trace has yeah, got plans. Yes, um, and then, uh, yes, sir. Well, it's, can I ask a question on a different topic? I think so, yeah. David. Have we covered everything you want to talk about? Uh, well, I was going to ask Mark or Calvin. Y'all want a cat? <laughs> oh, a cat? Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm out here. Uh, I'm out here playing with a Milton. So oh, think. okay. Yeah. We well, get that cat I, I, to the to the vet so you can get a chip checked. Yeah, I don't. I think he's gonna stay with us the way he's. Oh, you yeah. think he is? Yeah, but he'll does, probably. Does he have like a name? That. Oh yeah. Does he have uh, a name? You yet? Named it. It's Pro- yours. Probably you Morris. Morris the cat, yeah, oh. he's yours. It's oh, y'all over. remember the old Morris the cat? Yes, yeah. I do. I, great tradition. Yes. No, yeah. he's yours he now. Has, he has a stomach like Garfield too, so I don't think he likes to <laughs> Sonia, but he, he's yeah. a pretty. I, I think his owner either uh, left or something, but it will. I think we'll adopt him. Oh, yay! Good. I'm glad yeah. it has a happy ending. Yeah, he we, was. Uh, we're, we're counting on that now. So Mark said yeah, no. Yeah. How about you, Calvin? Yeah, there's some uh, going to be some differences, uh, some changes in the, the rodeo tomato this year. Uh-oh. David, what he's is, avoiding is there, the cat question. Uh, estimated <laughs> yeah. time uh, time when the when the uh, selection will be identified. Yeah, and, it looks it looks like about mid February to late February. Uh, there should be some plants available in the local market here. The the biggest, biggest challenge that we have and uh, is Peterson Nursery, who's been working with us even through the old, since 63, since Sam Cotner years, um, have have new ownership. And we're at least glad that the, the gates didn't close and we're continuing this, but they're, they're, you know we lost a couple of the uh, senior best growers and probably in the nation and the state for sure, and then uh, so a lot of things are changing, but we're trying to trying to hold this together to our best ability, and they're doing a good job. They just yeah, gotta, the, qual- the quality is seamless. Yeah, they just gotta they just gotta get things situated. It takes time. Hey, 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 hey! But they will be out there. They will be out. Hey, da- hey David, I must have missed that. What was the name of that again? Uh, it'll be the twenty twenty four rodeo tomato. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I was trying to drink. That's just, yeah. Uh, I, I heard it had numbers. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. You confirm or deny that it has numbers? Yeah, I'll give you a hint. The first, the first uh, letter is R. 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 Yeah, so R. Ro- Rodeo Tomato uh, 2020. Oh. So can you tell yeah. us anything? Is it a... Is it a a large tomato, a cherry type tomato. Uh, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a eight, uh, eight to twelve ounce uh, medium size, the large medium tomato. Size. Okay. And uh, we have been looking at it um, for probably longer than some of the last two or three um, rodeo tomatoes. The the other challenge is even if you have some that have a lot of good potential to the various sites in and around the San Antonio and then Texas. 
his seat availability. So that's been a challenge as well. To and that's always been the challenge with these silly tomatoes and vegetables is is abundant seed supply. And you know our our area and our state is so small that just because we think something's superior, you know the that it's a worldwide thing. So mm-hmm. seed has always been the issue. One of the key uh, 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 situations with the uh, rodeo tomato was uh, Milberger's uh, sponsors the the first uh, weekend sales. Yeah, yeah. And uh, are we going to do that again? We're going to do something, but we're going to we're going to have dates. And, yeah, uh, and the, and the product has to be available. Yeah, and if it, so, if we, if we uh, we might skip on it this year, guys. Uh, because these guys, you know, are are just like opening the door brand new, trying to figure this, getting ready for spring. You know what I mean? And uh, so, hopefully, God willing, next twenty twenty five, we can get back to it. David, anything else you want to? While we got a second, you want to talk about like master gardeners or uh, I don't know, or this uh, children's garden? Well, we I have. Guess, uh, They'll be taking applications both at the Santana Botanical Children's Vegetable Garden Program, Saturday Morning Gardening School, so they can go to the website, and that should be starting here, taking applications and starting right around the corner. And then uh, Phil Harburger is, also has one for Tuesday, predominantly for homeschool uh, kids, so uh, people can look at their website as well. And they'll, they should be posting this here, I think, within a week. So both of those fill up. So if you have any children, typically from the ages of 8 to 13 that are interested, those are two great opportunities. And then, we, of course, we have the the rodeo folks um, uh, have increased uh, and have been giving us a grant for many years to continue the youth gardens program in support of uh, youth gardening. So we have this spring. Youth gardens teachers training, a train to trainer uh, set up for March. So that's underway. So a lot of good things are happening. Good, good. One last thing. Season to the next. One last thing, if you're comfortable talking about this too, um, and that is that the uh, we were talking at the end of the last year, that'd be 2023. uh, The uh, about the (laughs) I don't know why I said that, but anyway. The uh, things to do in, you know, New Year's resolutions, and one of them was to join a group. And, of course, the Master Gardeners is a uh, is, is one opportunity. You want to talk a little bit about the benefits of joining and being a part of the Master Gardeners? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. So, you know, a government uh, shut down with this COVID thing, we're, we're kind of almost a, a rebuilding mode. You know, so much has changed, not only with people's perspectives in the economy, but also volunteering. So uh, the last two classes, soon after government shutdown, we're under rebuilding mode. And this, these two uh, classes have a lot of energy. So they're, they're very, uh, they've been trained. We do fall classes, we do fall classes. And uh, so we'll probably be post, trying to post it much, much earlier this year, hopefully by May 1st, I hope. And okay. we'll start taking applications hopefully as early as May and then start the interview process. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, interview process in mid to late July. So we can kind of, uh, and then start the fall class in late August. All right. So, so. The, big, the biggest thing is they're going to get a lot of great, great 
test the time local um, uh, from a wide way of subject matter of uh, good, great presenters, uh, even brought in from the university, but local as well. And But the biggest thing is not only knowledge gained, but most importantly, knowledge shared. And that's what this training is all about, is being able to uh, be a long-term volunteer as a Bear County Master Gardener and giving your time back to the public from youth education to adult education to research and all the other in-between that we do. So if people are interested, you know, look at this uh uh, soon, hopefully by May, we'll have it posted, and uh, we're always looking for people. But time is the is the key. You know, most yeah. of the people are are uh, are retired, but we're getting a, a a lot of other people that make time, so that's good. Cool. All right, that's David Rodriguez. So he will be anything you want to add, Trace? Mm, no, no. Okay, David will do doing a fruit tree seminar. Next Saturday uh, from 10 to 1130, uh, and uh, no sign-up, no cost, just come. All, all David asks is, is you bring lots of questions and have uh, yes. maybe bring a pen and paper. You don't have to, but, you know, it's worth it. because. Uh, and David, has, I don't know if he can do it again, uh, but he's, he's very, very generous about staying afterwards and answering questions. Oh, yeah, we answer the questions, yeah. Yeah, cool. Thanks, David. We'll see everyone next Saturday. Okay. See you next all Saturday. All right. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you can um, you can call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Mailburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. San Antonio, any old place I call my home, I gotta go. I got Texas in my soul. And welcome back to Melbourne's Gardening, South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. If it's okay, I'll read again, real quick, and then I'll, I'll stop for today. Uh, there's some more good information on how to keep yourself warm uh, from this uh, city uh, press release. Uh, let's see. Uh, in the, I like the second line because uh, we live in a neighborhood where we do have uh, neighbors that we wouldn't necessarily think to check on. So this is a good reminder. Uh, keep warm, dress in layers, check on family, friends, and neighbors who may be more vulnerable to this week's cold weather or may not have access to housing and heating, uh, including the elderly and those with special needs. Uh, SA Fire Department recommends keep anything that can burn at least three feet away from heating equipment, okay, like the furnace, fireplace, stove, uh, or portable space heater. Install or maintain carbon monoxide detectors uh, to avoid the risk of carbon monoxide poison. Never turn your oven, turn on, never use your oven to heat your home. Uh, Never use a generator indoors. Always plug portable heaters directly into wall sockets. Don't use power strips. Remember to turn portable heaters off when leaving the room or going to bed. Uh, never leave children unattended in a room with a space heater and test smoke alarms at least once a month. Uh, they've got, um, let's see, this is, who put that out? Um, I guess that's the city. So uh, there's that. And then they do talk, these locations are used for elderly, uh, for residents to Stay warm. Anybody using these locations should bring clothes, supplies, and medicines. These are the centers 
Uh, oh, there's some libraries there, too. Um, yeah, this the community centers, the libraries. Um, let's see. Overnight uh, resiliency centers. Um, Wednesday, Sunday night, starting at 9 through uh, Wednesday morning at 8. Um, these locations, it doesn't say who's supposed to... Uh, but I guess, Where do you go? To 219? Or, I mean, you call? How do you find them? Oh, actually, that's a great idea. It's, uh, it's a good I, idea. It's 211 or 311. Yeah. Usually every district has a community center. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that council district uh, community. So no. I'm sure that they will all be yes. in operation. Yeah. Those, they, these are, uh, 311 is a great place to call. Yeah. That's a good idea, Calvin. The six locations are, um, yeah, the Normoil. Senior Center, Northeast Senior Center, Southside Lions Senior Center, Garza Community Center, uh, Copernicus uh, Senior Center, uh, and Miller Pond Community Center. Uh, And uh, anyone coming to these shelters should bring clothes, supplies, and medicine. And it says kennels will be available in a separate area of these locations for pets. Okay, just want to let you know. But uh, 311 is a great resource on that, uh, too, if you have questions about this ahead of time or in this in the moment uh that's a great suggestion to call that all right 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 the number to call to be a part of the show there are some other things that you wanted to mention we've talked a great deal about what to cover what are some other things that folks might do uh with the weather being the way it is well uh oh you're talking about watering Yes, uh, a lot of people always uh, think they should be watering uh, right before the freeze, and actually that's incorrect. They should have been watering today or yesterday, yesterday. Uh-huh. and that's primarily for evergreen plants, uh, your shrubs uh, and small evergreen trees, because a lot of times we get fronts with cold winds associated with that, and they uh, the, the leaves desiccate on those evergreen plants. And so you want to get the ground well watered. Fortunately, we've had good rains. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're almost to the monthly average. That's good. Uh, that's encouraging. So that, that, that's going to be pretty good. You don't have to put, in other words, you don't have to put a lot of water out there. Just a little, little soaking on that. Uh, a lot of people have heard that commercial citrus will put... Uh, uh, like a sprinklers sprinkler. on that, and that's that's really high tuned, uh, high tech uh, situation, and not really for the homeowners to do. So, uh, I would advise against that. Okay. Uh, but uh. Uh, if you do have a lot of evergreen shrubs, then uh, a good soaking today. Do you think today's about the last day to yes. do it? Okay. Because the plants have to absorb it. Okay. Calvin, you have thoughts on. Uh, Watering prior to uh, the freeze. I know you've brought this up before. Well, it's just, of course, they, they, what people are have uh, they just half learned the the situation. They've seen or, orchards where they were, where they have sprayed water irrigation systems, where they as long as the irrigation system is running. Then the temperatures stay above 32 degrees in the in the orchard and uh, uh, the the plants. If they're it depends on the plants too. Right. If they're if they're in this right situation to take advantage of it. If it's you know you're protecting some small fruit or something, that's when it's really 
advantageous. Otherwise, the, it, doesn't, it doesn't always make a difference. Uh, but yeah, I'm with I'm, I'm, I'm with Mark on that. It's just not practical in terms of uh, keeping the the water running on uh, individual plants or uh, a uh, household orchard. Um, so we had a, uh, the person who was talking to us about the stone home. That was interesting because is it a recommendation or a thought anyway uh, for success uh, to move the uh, plants? Maybe they're in pots, but they're like our pots are really heavy. Um, so, but I can get them next to the house. Um, is that going to help if some some of the some, warmth? Some plants and sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I have a, it, it will depend on the weather. Yeah. So we make a general rule, rule of thumb. Mark's rule of thumb. Rule of thumb. Yeah, big, big thumb. Big thumb. Uh, we generally want plants that require a little bit warmer temperatures to be on the south or to protect them from the cold on the south or southwest side of the house. Oh, okay. Oops. Yeah. So uh, if, if they're there... That will be of some benefit. However, we expect four days at least of Sunday, Monday, cold Tuesday. Yeah. Now there's a, there's advantage, uh, and I know we had a little debate about this whether if your temperatures do not stay uh, below freezing for 24 hours, that that is a lot less pressure on mm-hmm. plants than if they. Yeah, four days of temperatures yeah. below. Right. Yeah, which is that was what constantly. we had before, right? Yeah, that, that's really a, yeah. a threat. According to uh, Noah, then you may as well pack it up. <laughs> uh, no, no, mostly cloudy. We're, we're positive, Calvin. You and I are. It's opportunities. Yes. Let's see. Mostly cloudy tonight, uh, with a low around thirty-two. A wind gust as high as twenty. Tomorrow, high near 37. Eek. Uh, low around, uh, well, the low doesn't say, but to Sunday night, slight chance of rain or freezing rain uh, before 9 p.m. Sunday night, then a chance of freezing rain, mostly cloudy with a low tomorrow around 25. Be interesting to see the hour to hour. The chance of precipitation is 30%. Um, the. Uh, and then uh, on Monday, slight chance of rain before noon, but the high is 34, so that it's still getting above the freezing mark. Yeah. Is that yeah. enough to? It's pretty pretty low. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, closer eat. to 40. I can't even read Monday night. It's too low. <laughs> 15. Close. Yeah. Oh, good. The Calvin, this will. Yes. Thank you for doing this. This will seem better in relationship to your prediction. Uh, low around 19, so that's nice. Um, I saw 15 earlier, so I'm yeah. happy that it's 19. It's uh, 19 for according to the government website. Uh, and uh, high near 36 on Tuesday and then Tuesday night. Um, let's see, low around 19. But Wednesday's high is near 46 uh, okay. and then 35 for Wednesday night. So, And then 63 for Thursday. That's good. Okay. So we're looking at, yeah, four days. Uh, yeah, you're right. Sub 40, 
for highs. Yeah. And teens. Yeah. High teens for lows. I don't like the teens. Teens today are just all oh, their. <laughs> I'm tired of the teens. <laughs> they never listen to you. They don't listen. They're loud rock and roll music. They're killing my plants. Uh, all right. Poor Calvin is just sitting over here shaking his head. <laughs> all right. Two. Well, I mean, it's psychologically. <laughs> yes. You know, I've kind of uh, ex- accepted for this winter that it was going to be a mild winter after all, all, all the... Oh, the heat we had in the summer and the record freezes in the last few years, and we, but, we but were, here it is again. Yeah, yeah. We were told early this year, early in fall, that yeah. we were going to go in El Nino, yeah, which is going to be a wetter and warmer winter, and yet once again we're yeah. experiencing this. Well, the weather would be nice, just not when it's in the teens, but yeah. Um, yeah, when is, uh, our, is our big, uh, our next really normally wet month, um, February? So the, the wettest, uh, are April and May. Oh, okay. So, but it gradually builds up. So we're, uh, historically it's about almost two in January and a little bit less in February. And then it builds up to threes in april march april and may and in june and then it goes back down okay and are there predictions of uh or do you want to say no i don't even know okay I'm not, I'm not keeping as close track as i as i once said okay 210-308-8867 is our number 210-308-8867 it's toll free it's 866 308 8867. If you have some questions on the cold weather uh, that we've just talked about, you can uh, call us and uh, maybe you want to know what to protect. Or uh, we even even have some uh, places to get uh, tamales uh, uh, recommendations. So 210-308-8867. It's not our recommendations. We've heard these. We have heard these. Yeah, I'm not going out on that limb. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to think of other questions. Let's take a quick break while we're uh, waiting. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More after this on Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer on a chilly Saturday afternoon. Is that better? Speaking of chilly, uh, we're brisk. out here at Mill Burgers at 1604 and Boulevard. It's a brisk day. It is brisk. I was going to check and see what the temperature was according to my what my phone has temperature-wise. Uh, it's, oh, it's 63. Okay. 63? 63 and cloudy. Wow. Balmy. Yes, it feels a little cooler than 63. Yeah, but, um. But anyway, we uh, just here to help you with your gardening questions at 210-308-8867. Uh, uh, before I ask some of my questions, anything you want to bring up real quick? Or, what know? is all the, uh, I guess that's the wind. Huh? What's uh, the, that, the, the, the wind behind you? Yeah, the wind picked up and the sun went 
down or yeah, it went behind the clouds because we were enjoying on the patio. Yeah, it was uh, the with, we with the actual the sun. sun. It was actually pleasant yeah. out here. Now the yeah. cloudy, but uh, yeah. so what about the? Uh, the I, did, I did want to say one thing. Oh, please, okay, go ahead. With with everyone out there listening, I feel like Kevin Bacon out of the movie Animal House. All is well. No, all is well. Don't uh, don't panic, anyone. I have caught weather fever. I am I'm I'm ready to panic. Are you into the panic? Button? I am ready to run around in circles waving my arms in the air. <laughs> but you're telling me I'm sorry, me, I just didn't want to see that. I'm yeah, telling you I sh- you're telling me I shouldn't do that, huh? No. Okay. No, I agree. No. Uh, uh we, we have some great advice here and yeah. and we've we we have preparation. That's the main thing. Uh it it, it hasn't come on on to us suddenly. Oh, I have a question. It may be too late, but I thought of this, uh, I think, on Thursday. Uh, but there may be, oh, well, actually, uh, so a brush pickup is uh, is now, like coming up in about a week. For certain districts. Right. Okay. So yeah, we just finished ours. Uh, did you? Okay, so there are people that are probably roaming around today or Saturday. They may want to do tree trimming today or this week or the next couple of days. Is there anything about the weather that would uh, impact that if you were doing trimming right now would impact it, the tree? Not not immediately, no. Not immediately. So, sometimes when you prune, you'll increase uh, or, or induce uh, new growth, but it would it wouldn't matter. Okay. Right now. So right, right now. So you can do you can. Go ahead and prune. Okay. Uh, great on oaks with it yes. being cold. Uh, You're yeah. right. Yeah. So, so on the oak wall. So right. it is. Yeah. Almost not. No, it's... no, 99.9% non-existent. So that, that less a challenge on the plants than it is on the people. Yeah. So people have to be aware of the cold weather, the wind, and mm-hmm. concentrate on what they're doing, too. If they're... Yes. No, a good point. Yeah. So yeah. I heard you all talking about bacon. That's why I came. But <laughs> then, then I realized what he was actually talking about. Yeah, I, was, I was talking about Kevin, Kevin bacon, bacon, not yes, bacon yes. itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now you got me thinking. I smell <laughs> smelling bacon, too. <laughs> Yeah, so you want to ask our listeners if they would bake it in their chili or no? Uh, it, oh. it can only make it better. Yes. You missed Franklin. Franklin was suggesting that uh, if you're going to have chili with anything else, tamales. I've done that. Yeah. So just letting you know. Uh, and uh, Mark says it was about even on crackers and cornbread. Probably pretty. Uh, I think. Uh, I think we actually had beans a little more than uh, no beans. But anyway, yes. All right, uh, Trace. We still have a couple more days on the Christmas tree return. Right? We do, and, okay. and we'll still take them beyond the date. We just won't issue a coupon. Okay. So uh, uh, what he's talking about is it looks like it's. I'll check uh, the, the website through the sixteenth. Uh, if you bring back your Christmas tree uh, to Millburgers, and uh, yep, uh, you receive a twenty percent off coupon. Uh, you have to remove the ornaments and the bulbs and the everything. Lights, the stand. The tinsel, yeah. It needs to be a naked tree. Just the tree. And naked. How, how, uh, how late are we open this afternoon? Five? It's a normal day, so today's Saturday, six. I just wanted, oh, six, so that yeah. folks, if you uh, need, to, need to get some supplies for oh, protection, yeah, for there's still an opportunity to do that. And the supply is still pretty good, right? It's very good. Oh, good. 
You want to talk I'll about get, what I'll you get got? some before. Uh, there's still Plankets left, which is okay. the dark green one with some drawstrings in it. Um, I still have my Plankets, so they last a while. They do. And there's a lot of the pre-cut uh, white one at 10 by 12. And we still have quite a bit of the bulk uh, 10 by 200, excuse me, 12 by 250 foot roll that we can cut to specific lengths. Cool. All right. Hi, somebody here. Up? Are you Frank? Oh. Yeah, are you Frank? No. I'm oh, Frank. okay. Well, I am Frank, but my nuts not. My uh, <laughs> you want to be on the air with us? Are you comfortable coming on the air? Okay, I'll give him the give him the, uh, and I'll give you. And Trace will be able to help you too. Oh, he's got a picture. Okay. Okay. I want to talk about plumerias. Trace, you do that. You go, Frank. Grab the grab the mic, and you'll be on the air. Okay. Oh, you're not Frank. I'm sorry. What you got? I got, I have a plumeria that's about somewhere between 15, 20 years old, maybe got it as a little shoot, stuck it in the pot, cut it back a number of times. This is what it looks like now, dormant. It's big, it's over six feet, um, and I'm looking at getting it for the winter. The pot's kind of too big for me to haul into the garage, plus um, it takes up too much space. So I'm wondering about um, chopping it down below the branch. And uh, taking the branch in, the two branches below, and uh, wrapping up the, the stump in. Uh, Wrap, wrapping up the stump, stump's not going to help you. Anything that you leave out for this freeze. It's going to go. Right. Okay, yeah. I, I, I have read that you can pull it out and let them shake it off. and You can get in yes. the bare root them in yeah. the garage. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this, we moved here about four years ago, and... Uh, the first year, it didn't, uh, it, this has always bloomed, by the way, in the past. Uh, the first year it didn't bloom, I assumed it was kind of getting readjusted to the new um, new location. The second year, when I brought it out of the garage, and uh, I, I cut it way back, uh, stuck the, the uh, stumps in the ground in the pot, and uh, the uh, pieces I cut off, they were about, you know, 16 inches long, bloomed. Little stick sticking up with blooms on it, and it has not bloomed since then. Is this likely to be a continuing situation? In which case, I don't see any reason for keeping. Well, what I find on mine is the years I feed them regularly, I get a lot of blooms, and the years that I forget, I don't get a lot of blooms. Okay. And my white ones tend to bloom more than any of my other colors. Okay. What do you feed them with? Uh, we actually carry a plumeria food. Okay, because um, I've just put, you know, occasionally some nitrogen and... Uh, so we, we do carry a slow-release plumeria yeah. food. Yeah, okay. All right, so um, I guess I have a couple of options, uh, and that is to pull it out of the pot and take it in and let it grow. It's, as I said, it's over six feet, probably about seven feet high. Um, or cut it back and still put it out of the pot and... and uh, yeah. All the above is fine. Yeah, you can... Can make a lot of new plants there if you yeah. want. Right. It's, it's tall. Uh, okay. Um, you can see I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, about six little branches up there that are a couple of years old. Um, and uh, I guess I could cut it below those, or I was thinking about cutting it down below this Y. Do you have any thoughts on that? You could make about 50 from that. <laughs> want to buy some? <laughs> I have plenty. That's all, that's all to my greenhouse. 10 by 20 greenhouse. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've cut them off and given them away in the past. Now, if it was an unusual color, I might, we might have a conversation. What's unusual? Uh, what Multi. Co- 
yeah, rainbows, stuff like that. Okay, now this is probably a, a pale pink and white. Uh, yeah, I got those. Yeah, you got those. Those are those are plenty. Okay, um, I guess that's my question. I thank you. I uh, wanted to show you the picture just to see. If I do decide to cut it off, uh, would he cut it just uh, above the node? Doesn't I, what I found. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I'll move one of mine and break off a piece, and then I stick it in a pot next to it, and they all seem to work. Yeah. yeah. Although this time of year, I would not expect that. So I would yeah. let them all dry and then replant once it's warmer. So I'll take it out and uh, uh, shake off the dirt. Uh, do you need to wrap it to anything? Just put it in a what in a trace. What kind of uh, potting soil would you put that in next next Sorry, year? I didn't hear. Well, I'm, he's asking about potting soil. Oh. So. Everybody knows I'm cheap. Okay. So I use Me too. Our, I, use I our, reuse stuff. I use our landscape, landscaper's <laughs> pride potting soil. Um, if it was my wife buying it, it would be something else. But. Okay. So I, I think the drainage is always a big big issue. That's why. Huh? Where's your running mate today? All right. 210. Here we go. Give me your He's retired. 210-308-8867. 210 67 toll free it's 866-308-8867 the number to call to be a part of the show or like this gentleman you can come on by and ask your gardening question in person what else is going on trace uh we mentioned oh the blood drive yep blood drive blood drives up. next uh next week as well so yep. so it also start at 10 i believe so yeah i'll, I'll double check hang on uh, on the, go to the website and millburgernursery.com. Sign up on their website. Yeah, 10 to 3, yes. Yeah. And they have heated vehicles to be in, too, so yeah, it really so. doesn't matter how cold it is. <laughs> so maybe David should do yeah. his presentation in one Wh- of the... While he's giving blood. While he's giving blood. blood. David, I'm sorry. And they now, have cookies, too. There's no reason he can't yeah. do that. I agree. Okay. So, don't don't uh, they? That's or, or they gave that up? No, they do not have... They have uh, packaged cookies and oh, stuff, yeah. Okay. okay. But they... Uh, Want you to uh, uh, Millburgers is uh, generously donated, and we'll give you a ten dollar gift certificate uh, if you sign up. And even if you can't give blood, just offering to donate and being a part of it, uh, they'll give you a thank you gift certificate. Plus, they always have uh, gifts from the center uh, as well. But go to um, let's see, yeah, for an appointment, they give you a phone number to call. I'll give it to you two one zero seven five seven nine five zero five. Two one zero seven five seven nine five zero five is the uh, number to call, or you can go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, and they'll have uh, blood drives on there, and then, um, or you can type in Millburgers to search for it, and it'll come up. Um, Isn't she going to be on tomorrow? Uh, she's actually uh, got a, somebody else, but their PR person okay. is going to be on tomorrow, so we'll find out. So all you want to know about drawing blood, yeah, we'll be able to answer tomorrow. And we'll get a picture tomorrow, too, of the situation with uh, with blood in San Antonio. And I don't know. I'm, um, I'm, I'm guessing it, it's always after the holidays, I it's, just, it's always uh, in I short supply. I just got, got out of the conversation for <laughs> like five minutes. Yeah. And now, now we're into drawing blood. And yes, uh, we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but during, uh, during abnormal weather. Yes, that times, doesn't help. That, yes. So we got the holidays and and abnormal weather. So I'm guessing, like you, that the supplies are low. Yeah, we'll find out uh, from Mr. Ruiz tomorrow. He's going to be our guest around one o'clock. So that'll be good to know. 
But yeah, go to MillburgerNursery.com where you can find out more about that. And guess what else is on there? February 3rd from 10 to 11.30, milkweed class. Learn all about monarch butterflies and milkweed plants with Dr. Calvin Finch. And plant your own milkweed. Uh, Only 35 spots available. So uh, you want to call the nursery at 210-497-3760 to sign up. Um... Which one? Which one do you are you going to plant? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Well, what, we what kinds have the species. I know you name seed. it. We've got we've got all of those that are within a reasonable uh, proximity to uh-huh. San Antonio. So uh-huh. it's about uh, six. Yeah, six so or we seven. Antelope horn. We got green. We got uh, swamp showy, and showy. showy. Yeah. Uh, the um, one the regular with disease. one, yeah, yeah the the zygotes. Yes. Although we we Calvin and I both can't remember if it's a D or a T. Is it zygotes or zygotes? Well, and, but it's and, one of the two. Okay. And there's a couple of gardeners that uh, uh, that uh, uh, take take the time to correct me when I make when I <laughs> use a D instead of a T. That's yeah. nice. And and the only reason I make that error is uh, so that they get that satisfaction. Yeah. Really? Oh, 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 you're benefiting. Z- yeah, okay. uh, zygotes. Zylotes. Yeah. You're just trying to encourage their... Well, he's being altruistic. Zylotes are the easiest to grow. We had... We had uh, I was going to ask you what has been April, your we had last year we had some really good success. Now, is that the native? Is it the tropical? They're all native. Oh, no, they're not the... the, the uh, yeah. We, okay. were, we even yeah. got some tropical seed that's... Okay. That's uh, going through the process. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, what we're we're trying to, of course, what we're trying to find is uh, the easiest way, the fastest way to get milkweed, native milkweeds in into the gar- mm-hmm. gardener's uh, backyard, so that uh, we can contribute to the helping the monarchs and uh, mm-hmm. also uh, gardeners. Uh, gardeners really seem so to again, enjoy. So again, when it. is that? Nope. That is going to be February 3rd, 2-3, easy to remember. Uh, and you can call 210-497-3760. You do need to register for that one, uh, 210-497-3760. And if you like that one, then February 24th from 10 to 11:30, it's the San Antonio Rodeo Tomato Class with Dr. Calvin Finch. You'll learn to plant your own tomato. Thirty-five. We're doing now. We're not doing it by seed. Then, we're doing it by transplant, right? That's right. Okay. We're, uh, we're going to have. Uh, we expect the rodeo tomato to be ready then, and uh, but we expect it'll be too cold too cold to plant it into the garden. So what we'll have to do is pot it up, and that's that's half the fun. That's cold or windy. But that's yeah. the best way. You get started early. You get a big plant. Then mm-hmm. when the weather is right, you stick it in the ground. You're that many weeks further along. That's right. It worked really well mm-hmm. last year. So, or windy. Um, and yeah, you always want to protect the wind on yeah. those t- tender tomato plants. So again, that same number two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero to sign up. Space is limited, uh, so it's limited because you're going to get that that plant. So they need to know who's going to be there. Uh, 
And then, oh, okay, space is only limited to plant your own tomato. Lecture part of the seminar is unlimited. So you're trying to limit every limit the number of people, or can people come and just enjoy it? Well, they they can. It's uh, it's <coughs> it's a little it's t- it's tough to uh, be some people to get better to sign up plants, yeah, yeah and then other people, you know. Yeah. But but we will try to accommodate everybody that's Good. available. Okay. Yeah, that's four nine seven three seven six zero to sign up for that. But yeah, MillbergerNursery dot com has all this great information on it. Uh, what's on sale? Uh, even sometimes the uh, uh, like the sales of the fall items and the Christmas items. Are there still fall and Christmas items left? Uh, fall, no. Okay. Christmas, uh, one cart. Okay, cool. All right. Anything else, Trace? We got about a minute. I can't think of anything. <coughs> Couple nope. of there's some some live everything. Christmas trees still there at oh at good the, yep uh, fifty pines yep and they are on sale at fifty percent off plenty of frost blanket yeah that, don't, that's don't what I was going to mention you. don't procrastinate yes no just come today get them and have peace of mind it's knowing it's much you easier got them. to pay me for some frost blanket than it is to pay me later for a whole new set of plants yeah. Although we wouldn't mind, <laughs> but we we it will happen. It will happen. No, I know right. people are going to call us after the freeze. So next weekend we will get the calls on. I left what? it out. It, what do you, what do you think? Can, can you guess what's the uh, biggest plant's going to be? Mm. Why is my citrus? Sa- why my about, sago palm? Yeah, oh. so citrus could be a good one. Why is yeah. my sago palm turning yellow? Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll discuss that more tomorrow. Okay. 210-308-8867, but don't call it now because poor Al's only got like five seconds before we have to go. Back after this, a uh, long break on uh, 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.